Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and thank you so much for being here with me once again today. Um, on the show today, I've got a, another pain recovery story coming your way. Um, it's a really great conversation. Um, she kind of goes deep into the roots of her pain and how you know her childhood kind of impacted um, the way her pain manifested later on in life. And um, she's a mother of two, so she's got that going for her pressure level. Um, she's a full-time corporate professional, and uh, she has just such great insights into what not only manifested her TMS, but how she is reframing that in her current daily life. And even though the pressures in her life haven't changed much, she's changing her reaction to it. And so I think her message is such a powerful one. So her name is Molly, and I think you'll really like her story. She even um, compiled a top 10 healing tips for TMS sufferers. So stay tuned to the end for that. Um, and then before we get into the interview today, I just want to um, encourage you guys to send in those reviews. I got quite a few this week, so I am on cloud nine. Um, and then I'm going to read a, a slightly older review today. Um, and this review of the week comes from Bon Tracy. And Bon Tracy says, great podcast, great information, good quality recording, and lots of variety in guest speakers and TMS topics. Still waiting to be pain-free or even at 60% pain-free. And that last sentence really kind of struck my attention because so long as we wait for our pain to go away, so long as we monitor our symptoms and take note, you know, what is it like today? And we just over monitor that way. We kind of add this extra layer of tension into our daily lives. So I would say stop waiting and try to cultivate an attitude of being with the pain regardless. Um, you know, TMS healing is a lot like meditation. It's like once you achieve peace with not yet being where you want to be, then that is when you'll actually get there. And this seems totally counterintuitive, but it can be done. So just watch your tension levels. And if you, you know, notice that you're getting drawn back into the habit of monitoring your symptoms, try to shift that to notice what your symptoms might be hiding, what your symptoms might be trying to distract you from. So you could even like, draw a little picture, a stick figure of yourself and put that on a piece of paper and kind of write around you um, words like job stress or kids stress or parent stress or whatever pressure you have going on right now in life, kind of write those things down around you. And so then you're kind of exercising this way of um, instead of focusing on the symptoms, focusing on the tension that is likely creating the symptoms. So just a little tip for you, Bone Tracy, and thank you so much for writing a review. I really, really appreciate it. And thanks to all the reviews that came in this past week and weeks prior. It's really how we um, grow this podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And so, yeah, but without further ado, we will get into the recovery story for today. Thanks again, guys, for for sticking around. And uh, here's Molly. Okay, so I'm here today with Molly. Molly's here to share her pain recovery story. Um, so happy to have you here, Molly. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me today, Caitlin. I just love your podcast. Oh, you do such you. a great job. Oh my gosh. It's just, you know, bringing everything into the TMS space of what us TMSers need to hear. You yeah. just really hit all the the top ones. So Aww. great job. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on to share your story. And that's kind of what I want to start with. So can you tell us just a little bit about how your pain began, you know, what was going on in life at the time and what your journey was like um, before discovering the mind-body connection? Well, sure. Um, my story is very much, you know, symptom imperative. I've had every symptom there is, mm. uh, so we won't detail all of those, but I've been through it all, and I will even go back as far as um, as an infant with chronic ear infections. You know, oh. I had tubes in my ears four times, wow. and, you know, on antibiotics probably, you know, five, six times a year, and that continued on until I was 13 or 14, and mm. there's no reason that you know, somebody needs to have that many ear infections. Because right. what was happening when I was growing up was our household was just full of chronic fear. Mm. So my dad had a very um, big temper, um, but it, I was never abused because he told my mom that she's responsible for all the discipline. So he knew um, that it wasn't something that he should even deal with. Mm -hmm. So he avoided it from that respect, but then obviously um, he wasn't a very nice man to be around and he, he did abuse my mom physically mm. and I did witness it a few times. Um, so the way I explain it to um, other people is how my mom explained it to me because um, my mom, she's the best. Uh, she, she would always ex explain to us in honesty um what happened when we were growing up mm -hmm. so she was open to us and and that was good she did that you know right um but but how she explained it was um when he would get home from work the dog would run behind a chair with his tail between his legs Aww. and that's how all of us felt and so um it's the the chronic fear and um, the fear of upsetting somebody. Mm -hmm. And so that's really how, how I grew up. And that's what um, then flowed into my adult life. So I'm a expert conflict avoider. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have a PhD in that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'm just constantly worried about what other people think of me, yeah. you know, people pleaser, um, you know, and it's so it has a big impact on my relationships, both at work and at home. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's about everywhere I go. And um, so, so far in my healing journey, I've definitely made a lot of progress in that. So I'm pretty proud about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like uh, you kind of, you know, Sarno talks about not having to change your personality, but with when it comes to boundaries and, and releasing that care about what others think, I think that's like a good trait to adopt, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, it really is. And it's so freeing, you know, yes. it's just been joyful. I will tell you that. Good. 
But yeah, so, you know, I grew up never really having my own voice. And then um, as I learned more about TMS, I realized that my mom had it severely, the classic back pain, Mm -hmm. um, ruptured discs. She had, when I was from age four to seven, she had three back surgeries on her ruptured discs. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, none of them helped. Mm -mm. And so then she went to a chronic pain clinic, and um, when she was there, the medical professionals recommended that you call your husband and tell him to move out. And so... That's that's what she and yeah, this was a pretty revolutionary pain clinic because right. this was back in the 80s, you yeah. know, and so they were watching out for her because they even, you know, told me most people to stop their medications and everything. Wow. So it's kind of amazing. Yeah, that this happened back then. Right. And um, and and that's what she did. And and then guess what? After he moved out, her back pain went away. Wow. Yeah. And. <laughs> it is crazy. And she still struggles with some TMS symptoms, but is much happier now. And then the divorce was a good thing for our entire family and so forth. Um, so, but then I, you know, continued with TMS symptoms um, because after I started my career about 20 years ago, it was, you know, I needed to prove my sense of worth. And I had a strong work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. you know how Midwesterners are. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And so I grew up in a farming community. I'm not a farmer, but, um, you know, my grandpa was a hard worker. Everybody was a hard worker, right? So, you know, it was work hard. And then guess what? Play hard. And so there's a little too much partying going on back then, too, Uh um, aggravating my anxiety and depression. Because the depression started when I was a teenager. And then I would guess the anxiety started somewhere around there in my 20s, too. And then um, about 12 years ago, when it started to get really rough, it was chest pain, you know, the anxiety and depression, and then upper back pain, um, which, you know, always thought it was because I'm sitting at a desk at work, Mm -hmm. right? But (laughs) turns out, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then it was interesting i haven't put a whole lot of thought into this because it's it's over with now and i have two beautiful children but um i did go through four years of infertility i had Mm -hmm. to have an ivf and then um my second one was natural but um i have two beautiful children so um doesn't matter to me what happened back then right um and then about five years ago i got misdiagnosed with um type 2 diabetes oh and, um, which I had gestational with both of them, but turns out all along I had, um, type one, but the doctors didn't know it oh. because after I got diagnosed, I said, well, I'm reversing this. You can, it's possible. Right. right? right. So let's try. So I lost 40 pounds wow. and my blood sugars kept going crazy. And my endocrinologist was looking at me, scratching his head. And mm-hmm. they finally did a, a simple antibody test and, Yes, I have type one. Ah. Yeah. So that's an interesting one, too, because I think TMS impacts it. Um, Maybe it created it. I don't know because it's such a rare diagnosis um, to be diagnosed when you're an adult. Right. So and obviously there's not a lot of research around it. So um, but I'm accepting it as it is. Mm -hmm. And and as I continue my healing journey, my diabetes has also gotten a lot better as well. So good, good. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's going well. Um, and then about three years ago, when I first found my angel in the sky, Dr. Sarno, <laughs> <laughs> and how I found him is um, a podcast called The One You Feed. Oh, yeah. Have you listened to I that? I want to check it out. It's on my list. I, I have not yet, though. Yet. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. And, you know, it's about personal growth. There's a little bit of um, Buddhism influence. Uh, he's not a Buddhist per se, but um, it's good to hear that perspective. Mm-hmm. But the people he interviews are very reaching. So the one that he interviewed was Michael Galinsky. Uh-huh. So that's how I heard about All the Rage. Yeah. and. It was one of those things he was he was still working on the film and he had another year till it was out. And so I just made note of it. And then a few months later, my back pain in the lower back started bad. Wow. And so I'm like, oh, that's right. This Dr. Sarno guy I should check him <laughs> out, right? It's time. <laughs> yeah, it's time. So I read Mind Body Prescription and then um, Healing Back Pain, which um, for anybody listening, if you have not read it uh listen to it have you listened to it that's the only way i've consumed it actually i listened to it probably like 12 times by now (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just unbelievable i mean i know at times you feel like you're being lectured but Uh, he is so passionate about what he's teaching that you just have to get the audio version it's the only way (laughs) it's such a soothing like reassuring voice that he has that too yeah i have the mind body prescription and the divided mind both on audio and i never recommend them because the narration stinks it's like just boring and it's just not sarno so (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah yeah. so definitely i recommend that to to anybody that needs to hear hear more and then obviously i'm I'm sure you've shared this before in your podcast but it should be called healing pain not just healing back pain yes yeah because it's yeah it's for everything and um so i was able to heal that um so I guess you would call that a book cure okay and then um I really struggled with leaky gut uh Mm -hmm. we don't have to go into details of that (laughs) because that's (laughs) not as bad as it sounds like as far as taking too many trips to the bathroom but my symptoms were absolutely horrendous as far as brain fog fatigue Mm -hmm. headaches and oh my I mean I even had to quit working for a month unpaid Wow. Yeah, it was pretty severe. Um, but that was mostly healed by diet. Um, but I also believe there's a strong TMS connection oh, there yeah. because you think with your gut, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, um, again, just, you know, struggling with my relationship with, with alcohol, there's the anxiety and depression flaring up all this time and so forth. Um so then in January of this year, I um, decided it was time to change my relationship with alcohol. And so mm-hmm. that's when I found Annie Grace. So yeah. I'm so happy that you interviewed her. Yeah, I know. The, yeah, she was, she's she, amazing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she is. <laughs> so I definitely recommend her book. Um, it's called This Naked Mind, How to Control Alcohol. Um, to anybody that... It's just even just considering, you know, questioning their relationship with alcohol because right. um, freedom from it is life changing. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I hadn't, you know, told that line, which to 
take a hike, yes. you know? Yes. <laughs> and she has an amazing community that I'm, I'm very active on, this Naked Mind community. And then she also has a 30-day alcohol experiment that's free and mm-hmm. it's fabulous. It's mm-hmm. a great course. Yeah. And 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 her, her podcast, I mean, she has so much. And right. um, there's a couple things that you do pay for, like her intensive coaching or whatever it is. But most of her resources are either free or, or very affordable. Right. Um, so then, you know, I go through that journey and of course I'm done obsessing about trying to moderate, you know, and the whole cognitive dissonance was making everything worse. And so once I'm free from it and still trying to heal it and being active on her community and all of a sudden I'm in this three months of freedom and then more TMS physical symptoms just start to flare up all of a sudden. So this is when I had my first taste of possible fibromyalgia. Uh And yeah, and so then the chronic fatigue, obviously, which is always an issue and, and, you know, just and and the back pain in the lower back again that I hadn't had for a couple years, upper back, I had something on my arm, I had the tingling, you know, and it was moving and just everything. So um, I finally went on to Facebook to find a TMS support group. And then I ordered the divided mind. I hadn't had it yet. Mm -hmm. And I found Steve-O's group. And then I heard good things about Nicole Sachs. And like, who's this Nicole? So um, (laughs) I searched for her in podcast and then that's how I found your podcast (laughs) yay! which was I was just thrilled to hear and that you were just getting started I'm like yay! I get to listen to all the episodes (laughs) (laughs) and um thankfully the first episode I listened to was the one where you interviewed her and it was just three weeks before her seminar in Chicago and I booked the tickets that day and within a couple days my symptoms cleared I mean, just all of them. And it was um, two days in a row or no symptoms. And then I would have a couple and then I'd have another day with no symptoms. And so it kind of went on like that um, until I went to the seminar. So this is the point where I want to say for the listeners that my healing that happened at that point in time that happened so fast wasn't because oh, I found Nicole, oh, I started journaling right. or anything like that. It was, I've been through a lot in my life, obviously. So um, years of therapy, I've been con- meditating consistently for a couple years before this. I've, you know, healed the alcohol issue, um, lost a bunch of weight, all, all these things, yes. right? So it's, that's what, has gotten me here it's not just because I picked up a pen and a piece of paper you know so um that's my journey and how I was able to get there yeah wow and and I was so honored to meet you then the day of the seminar (laughs) (laughs) it was so strange meeting a fan for the first time ever I was like oh my gosh do you you know me Yeah, I'm like, oh, I should look for her picture so I can track her down. Yeah, so yeah. and wasn't yeah, that was a great seminar. It was um, so good. Just just learning about the examples and how you specifically journal, speak the emotions, and just get to the bullshit right away. Right. You know, just get there, rage on the page, like you say, <laughs> and you know, don't waste your time. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah so that was definitely a life-changing day and then so since then things have been a lot better I do have um flare-up days symptom rich days mm-hmm. um and but I would say 95% of the time I know the reason why and it's usually because I had some type of emotional event or I had a therapy appointment mm-hmm. or something happened and and then you know the next day or two I just don't feel well I yeah. have my symptoms I'm very fatigued and so I try my best to rest and sometimes I can't so then the symptoms last longer than I want mm-hmm. but it's it's just you know what I need to deal with and I still fully um, accept that whatever I'm feeling is TMS. Right. And so um, do you, did you find that like anytime your symptoms kind of flare up like that, or I know you were talking about how when you gave up alcohol that they really intensified, um, did that ever make you doubt, you know, doubt in the diagnosis or get to a point where you wanted to bring alcohol into your life? Like did that thought ever cross your mind? Thankfully, no, um, because I was on such a upward trend um, and and feeling so much better that I knew this journey was right for me. Yeah. So, yeah, thankfully, I never really doubted TMS at all. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's just yeah. such such a key in this whole work mm, is just definitely when the physical symptoms arise, you know, they feel so physical in nature, you know, it's like you move a certain way. It's like, Oh, it's there. How could that not be physical? Um, right. So <laughs> yeah, it's like years of programming in your brain that you just have to like say, no, no, I, I'm not going to buy into that. So, right. Yeah. No, my, my years of programming that I still really struggle with are the anxiety and also irritability. Um, you know, I have affirmations that I've worked with with my therapist and so forth. But, you know, when anxiety and irritability get really bad, all of a sudden it's like, forget everything, you know, and you just go back to your old ways. And yeah. I did that this weekend, you know, I just completely, you know, I need to get this done, that, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take care of myself, yeah. you know, so it, it's like, ah. yeah, your, your body will let you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so would you say that journal speak is like your favorite treatment modality? And how, how do you use that, that particular one? Um, let's see. Yeah, I would say journal speak is my top. And then that, um, my second one would be meditation. Um, for journal speak, um, myself, I'm, Writing almost daily, um, sometimes on the pen and paper, um, other times. I mean, I just, I'm a working mom, um, and so I just don't have a ton of time. So I end up even just doing it right in Excel document at work. Mm-hmm. People think I'm working, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I just have to get it out, and even if it's just two minutes, you right. know. It's just, it's there, it's out. Um, and also with journal speaking, I I do some on my feet as well because that's also what Nicole taught in the seminar. Oh. Um, because because I'm so busy and moving around all the time, I can't sit down in front of a computer. I can't get the journal out. And so um, let's see, I can think of a good example. It's kind of specific. Um, 
Well, yeah, dealing with my children. Okay, they're five and seven, so oh yeah, <laughs> they, they can be a little frustrating. And yeah. some, sometimes all I hear is "mommy, mommy, mommy," and yeah. it, it gets hard. They're in my way when I'm trying to clean the bathroom. And and last night, um, I, I I was cleaning the bathroom, and I was highly irritable, and <laughs> and I just said, "Kids, I'm locking myself in the bathroom," and I did, and I shut the door, and I slammed the cupboards, and you know, I just went ahead and had a temper tantrum nice. right in the bathroom. Yeah, and then I cleaned the bathroom, and I I'm sure I was in there saying other things too that were swear words and whatnot. Um, hopefully, they didn't hear me, <laughs> but you know, I had the fan on, but that's just something I need to do because it's I wouldn't say that that's always within my house but you know it's just they're they're young kids right, right. and so sometimes I go out in the garage and then you know I talk to my dog or yes. <laughs> uh. you know there's there's lots of things you can do on your feet and you just got to be creative right the other yeah because that really helps yeah the other day there was a post in I think Nicole's group where someone said do your kids ever make you angry? And, oh, yes. And you're like, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> like, well, and that's the other frustrating thing because, you know, I mean, it's getting better um, with some Facebook posts, not just in Nicole's group, but just in general, people are finally admitting that being a mother is hard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm very hesitant to procreate. <laughs> Life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, nobody told me a thing about that before, <laughs> you know, I had a child. And and then even afterwards and with postpartum depression and everything, it, you know, it, it was I was supported, but, it, you know, it just wasn't very, very well communicated to me that, yeah, this is difficult. You're yes. going to have to take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's plenty of things I, I do on my feet. I call it journal speak on my feet. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> and so um, so do you feel like family stuff was kind of like the biggest contributing factor to your pain, um, like really ramping up in the last few years? Yeah, I believe so. Um, plus with being the breadwinner and having mm. a um, a job that is – demanding especially certain times of the month um i'm an accountant so we have a cycle uh, a monthly cycle in which we're very busy the first week of the month and have to work extra hours and Mm. um a couple years ago i was actually commuting an hour one way um so i made a change in my life and um took a lower paying role to um work five minutes from home so that's the other thing i've done is i've made adjustments to my life that you know the balance in your checkbook is not as important as the balance in your life. So um, I've made some adjustments there as well. And so that that's also helped a lot. Yeah, awesome. And so um, before like discovering TMS, were you um, like using any kind of alternative treatments or medications? And did you kind of shift away from all of that once you discovered Sarno? (laughs) Yeah, I have. Um, and so I want to thank you for the episode that you had on weight, oh. you know, and, and so um, I definitely don't have a body image is- issue, um, but because I never step on the scale, but your suggestion was, you know, to throw out the scale. Um, 
what I did that day after listening to that episode is I stopped tracking on my fitness pal. Ah. I'm like, enough of this. I mean, I highly recommend it to anybody that wants to lose weight. I, it helped me lose 40 pounds. But then I, I kept doing it, even though I was at a healthy weight. And um, I thought, well, I, I should do it because I need to count my carbs for yeah. my diabetes, which is very true. I should be more accurate with my carbs. But you know, focusing on TMS and meditation and being with my children is much more important than yes. logging in how much Coca-Cola I drink today, yes. you know. So I stopped doing that immediately. So thank you for that. Oh, you just yes. saved me like, I don't know, t 20 minutes a day. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and then there were um, oh, a handful of prescriptions that I stopped taking like I was even on testosterone um, oh. a thyroid medication I stopped um, maybe a couple others and then there was a whole host of supplements and mm -hmm. so um, once a week it would take me and my daughter 20 minutes to fill up my pill boxes not just the regular AM PM ones but I also had a third set because I took so many supplements yeah and so I've been slowly reducing those because you can tell if you need them or not. Right. You stop them and, you know, if you don't feel any different, then right. you don't need them anymore. That's and right. so I've been cutting back dramatically on those, which um, which is helping, too. I just need to get all this other stuff out of my life that I thought was helping me and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because now that I found what is. Right. Yeah. I used to, before TMS, I had just a counter full of supplements that I would take every single day. Like, and mm -hmm. I just stopped all of them. Like, I don't take anything anymore. And I realized how, like, if, if anything, it was my belief in the supplements that made right. them help me and I no longer believe in them. So <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah, because I do um, truly believe in the placebo effect yes. because it is so strong. Um, and so I even use it to my advantage. Like I use crystals and sure. essential oils and stuff like that. Cause you know, if, if you get some relief from the placebo effect, great, yeah. take it. Yeah. But when you're spending tons of money on supplements that just take more time and money, right. it's not worth it, you know? Right. And, and there are some supplements that are necessary for people, you know, if they have low iron or whatever it is, but um, you just need to figure out for yourself right. what what is the best mix of supplements um, to help you out. Yeah. And so, um, so you've compiled a little list of tips for fellow TMSers. Do you want to kind of share that with us now? Yeah, because... Um, it's not on my list, but I'm glad I thought of it just now. Um, one of the things that has helped me in my journey, both um, in freedom and alcohol and also TMS, is the element of service. So um, in the classic 12-step program, that's the last step. And so um, by giving to others what it is you've learned, um, it reinforces your um, motivation and commitment to your goals yes. and and so um to not become complacent and also to share your story with others not just people that um that have the same symptoms as you but loved ones you know because when you're telling your story then it's reinforcing it in your unconscious right. and telling tms um stay away <laughs> yeah, you know right yeah so um 
I wanted to share those tips with the listeners today. Um, So we'll start with uh, my first one, acceptance is key. And so that would be the 12 daily reminders of Dr. Sarnos. I believe you did one or two podcast episodes on that. Yeah, I think it was my third episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So those are wonderful. I read those daily. Um, And in addition to acceptance would be that accepting that um, this is a lifestyle change, much like um, when when you lose weight and start exercising, Mm -hmm. it's not a short solution. Right. Um, I'm prepared to work on this until I'm pushing daisies, you know, and in a happy way, right? I'm going to live longer and all that. So um, because a simple tension headache is TMS. Right. And just accepting that and not obsessing about it either. Right. And so my second one would be to build your toolbox. Um, So which would be slow you know don't go crazy and go shopping at walmart and buy tons of things it's it's a matter of finding what works for you this is your journey um so those things would be you know podcasts meditation um you know the different books the journal speaking anything that speaks to you it's you need to have your toolbox and even if you need to have reminders on on your phone about what it is that works for you, then, then do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then my third one is meditation and also visualization, which oh. I'm finding to be so strong, but first back to meditation, I um, highly recommend any guided meditation app. I think the two most popular ones are calm and insight timer. Mm-hmm. Um, insight timer is the one I use. It's my favorite. It's uh it's mostly free because all the meditations are free. I think the only thing you pay for, which I just did because I went camping for four days oh. and I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have Wi-Fi. I'm out of data. So I, I paid to download some episodes, you know, yeah. and I felt like it was time to contribute back to them because yeah. I use it every day. So why not? Right, right. Um, so highly recommend meditation and start slow on that too um because some people get so intimidated by it and you don't need to sit you can lay down um you don't need to do 20 (laughs) minutes start with five you know it's it's go ahead and start slow and i think the the insight timer also has courses to get you started Mm. which is great for new beginners um and so with visualization um, I'm really finding this powerful. I had first discovered it uh, a few years ago. My mom, she lives in Iowa on top of a hill because they moved their house on top of a hill so they could see the horizon to the mm-hmm. west and see the sunset. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really windy there. So when I go for a walk, I can walk into the wind. And what I visualize is my anxious thoughts just blowing away in the wind. Beautiful. You know, close my eyes and think of something that's been bothering me and and just visualize it blowing away. Yeah. And it only takes a few seconds and I immediately feel better. It doesn't solve all my problems, yeah. but it's just one of those things. The more you practice, um, yeah. the more you do it and the more effective it is. And then also um, back to Annie Grace, uh, her recommended visualization because one of the most common 
struggles that people have when they're um, becoming free from alcohol is they don't want to, or, or they're, they're very nervous and they don't want to go out to restaurants or bars and meet other people, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, because of the social gathering. And so what she says is to, before you go to that event, is to visualize going there and all the specific details, where you're going, what you're wearing, who you're meeting, what you're going to eat, uh, what alcohol-free cocktail you're going to order, mm-hmm. and on and on and on, and to visualize then also having fun. Yes. Yeah, and so that works really well. Um, I've done that a few times. So that's just another example. Yeah, I like to visualize... Um... Like if there's someone in my life that's causing me trouble, I like to visualize that they're very small and they're standing on my hand and then I blow them away. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It works pretty good too. (laughs) I'm so going to try that. That's so easy. I just love the easy ones. They're just like, oh, you know, because I do that with my, my forehead too. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Um, like when I leave work sometimes and it's been a stressful day, I just grab the top of my forehead like I'm wiping away some sweat mm-hmm. and I'm wiping away the thoughts of the day or, and oh. all because I'm on my way home from work, right? So yes. then I just wipe them away and, and throw them on the ground yeah. and I leave them there in the parking lot and there they stay. Yeah. And yeah, so I've been doing that for a lot awesome. of years too. It mm-hmm. all matters. I think whatever whatever you're doing, it matters. Even if it seems silly and insignificant, I really think that it all has an impact because it's all just energy, right? So. Oh, it is just all energy. And, and yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. Even when I started um, literally patting myself on the back Aww. when I... <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, and sometimes I give myself hugs. You know? Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it works so well. It's just like, wow, I did do, you know, a good job uh, overcoming that fear today or whatever it was, yeah. right? So, yeah, I do that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people don't give themselves enough love. It's like we're looking for love outside of ourselves and we forget that we have ourselves to give love to ourselves. <laughs> you right. know? So it's like, just give it to yourself. It's awesome. Cool. Okay. So then speaking of loving yourself and also um, loved ones. So my, my fourth tip is connecting to trusted loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, not just about TMS, but whatever it is in your life that you find important to you that you value and, you know, that includes fun as well. So, you know, it's a matter of eliminating toxic people from your life. And then mm-hmm. when you do want to confide in somebody, make sure you trust them and and that you love them. And so many people have people in their life that think they need to connect with people just because they gave birth to them or just mm-hmm. because you have dinner with them or just because you work with them, you know, it's focus your connections on people that matter to you. Right. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number five, rest and have fun. Yay. <laughs> a lot of people forget that one. That's a really Yeah. One. And I do too. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love it when people remind each other, especially in Nicole's group is, um, you know, look back to your inner child. What would your inner child want to do? So 
when it comes to having fun, um, things I used to do as a child was I love to go swimming and um, I like to swing. So thankfully, you know, my kids are at this age and I can take their joy and turn it into mine and do those things with Mm -hmm. them. So that's um, some fun part. And then because, yeah, this came up in Nicole's group this weekend about ways to have fun. And um, my suggestion was comedians because I think some people forget about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, stand-up acts are great. I mean, I know they're kind of hard to find a good one, oh but I wanted to recommend the, um, the comedian Maria Bamford. You've oh, heard of her? Oh, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she grew up up here in Minnesota. She's um, up in oh. Duluth. And um, she's been struggling with mental illness most of her life. Um, I, I want to say bipolar Mm -hmm. um yeah because she has a lot of mania as well as depression and so she's been hospitalized and um she continued being a stand-up comedian and so mental mental illness is in her act it's not all of it it's probably like i don't know a third of it or so and she's also relatively clean so she's not too raunchy compared to some comedians that are out there yeah (laughs) And she also has um, a Netflix series called Lady Dynamite. Oh, I have to check that out yet. Oh, it's fantastic. I just started watching it last night, to tell you the truth. But I love the first episode. Nice. I got to check it out. Because what she does in the first episode, and it's it's basically just about her life, and, and she's talking to her manager about, you know, what she needs to do to work, and she tells her manager... Yeah, I need to work less hours. <laughs> and, her, and her manager's like, and, and when do you want to get paid then if you're going to work less hours? And I had the exact same thing happen to me when I was in my career where it was, you know, work hard, play hard. I, and I was depressed and I, I, I knew I needed to cut back. And so I asked if I could reduce my hours and I was told to increase my hours. Oh. So that's how that was handled. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of corporate America. Yeah. No, so I'll get out of it at some time. <laughs> yes, yes. That's always the goal. Um, let's say, so now we can go back to journal speak, uh, number six. Um, so obviously the tried and true, um, read Nicole's book, of mm-hmm. course, Rage on the Page. Um, but I just had some other ideas because um, it sounds like on Nicole's group, she there's a lot of people that are struggling because they've been journaling for six months you know maybe even a year and and they still have pain right and um you know i'm wondering if if they're constantly journaling about the same thing and they have the perfectionist view and they set the timer and you know and then they just get frustrated and that could be making the the pain worse and so i have some other ideas of what they can do to kind of take a break from journaling the dark stuff all mm-hmm. the time. So you can journal about positive stuff. Uh, like one idea I have is write a letter to somebody that has been very supportive to you yeah. and explain to them some of your journey and what they did to help you and how thankful you are. And maybe even write a letter to Nicole or to Caitlin or whoever yeah. it is, you know, and, and, <laughs> say well that podcast episode was 
touched me so much because of this, this and that, you know, because I know you would love to hear it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are things like that. Take your 20 minutes and do that instead. Yeah. Um, same with idea. music. Yeah, music. I just, oh, I rediscovered music. Um, it's something that I just loved when I was a kid, and I'm just thrilled that I found it again. That's something I, I do to treat myself when I've um, ha- overcome something, and, you know, I don't reach for the Pinot Noir, or, well, I do reach for the chocolate still, but... <laughs> If I want something that doesn't have calories, uh, then I buy myself music. And so maybe pick your favorite song um, and write down or just go ahead and Google the lyrics and then write down in your journal some of the key lyrics and why they speak to you. That's a beautiful idea. I love that. Yes. Oh, music is the best. And that was actually, yeah, we'll just call that number seven. Um, music because remember in um nicole's seminar at the end she played that song called i believe Mm -hmm. by christina perry i I think i still listen to it every day it's so good yeah and i i incorporate the visualization in it as well and i think about my dreams in the future and it is just so powerful Uh, that song is so beautiful yeah that's really important. I think music kind of ties our two brain hemispheres together. And so when you pair mm-hmm. that with a visualization, like like visualizing your future self who is successful and pain-free, like what a powerful thing to do for yourself. That's really great. Yeah, powerful. Um, yes, and pain-free. And at the end, um, I visualize myself in the warrior pose because that's my favorite yoga pose. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. So, Love yoga. Um, So we talked about journal speak on your feet. So that'd be the next one. Okay. And we talked about music. And then number nine, I would say when you're on a roll, um, just keep going with it. You know, don't set it aside and say, well, I'm feeling better Mm -hmm. and, and not continue to journal or not continue to focus on your journey because that's really when you should celebrate and and write yourself a letter for how good you're doing yes. and and so forth and 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 keep focusing on it because bad days will come mm-hmm. you know and so you just want to keep pushing that forward momentum so when that bad day do- does come you don't dip so far right and when you do dip you know understand that it's a bad day and the tried and true this too shall pass yes. right yeah, if you believe it will, you know, like I think, right? yeah, like belief is important in every aspect. So if you believe that you're on a downward spiral and you're going to stay there forever, then that might be your situation unless you right. are able to kind of like dig yourself out. So yeah, uh, belief is so key. Yes. And then my last tip on my top 10 list would be um, to develop your dream and you know, make it attainable, but it make it your dream that's personal to you. Mm-hmm. And obviously, for all of us, it would be, you know, to be pain free. And then from there, you know, wherever else you want to go in life. And, and when you have time, just start focusing on the details and go ahead and write them down, you yeah. know, so it, it's time to dream and live the life that you deserve. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for that list. I think that's so helpful. I like want to do another episode just talking about Molly's list. Like that's <laughs> that's awesome. I love You're that. You're funny. Aww. You're funny. Yeah. And so, um, is there any like last words that you have for our listeners, or anything else that you want to share that we didn't talk about? No, I just want to tell everybody to keep believing. Um, if I can do it, so can you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was really, really useful. And yeah, just it's a treasure to have this episode now. So I'm really excited to share it. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. I'm so happy with your podcast and your work in the TMS space. Gosh, well, it's all my honor. And yeah, it's possible because of people like you. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Caitlin. (laughs) All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. (laughs) Okay. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you, Molly, for being on the show. You were such a joy to have, and I am forever grateful for the value that you added to this podcast. And uh, right after I um, spoke with her on the phone, she was like, she sent me a message and she was like, oh my goodness, how could I forget this? tip and she added a plus one tip to the top 10 list so it's top 10 plus one and her plus one was finding a good counselor finding a neutral third party that you can talk to and kind of work some of this stuff out and she also wanted to give a shout out to her therapist um, who had not heard of TMS before meeting her, but she was fully on board and she even asks her about her rages on the pages. Um, And so she said she rocks and she'll be sharing this episode with her. So hi, Molly's therapist. And uh, yeah, so that is all for today. Thank you guys so much for being with me once again. And uh, yeah, we will tune in uh, next week.